time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, August 17th. We're doing it live. And for those of you listening live, thanks so much for joining in. And for those of you who are listening on a downloaded basis, wow. We're so thrilled to have you be here with us. We're so proud to have you as our listener. It's the biggest validation of what we're doing and have been doing now for over 10 years. It's amazing. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals and real estate professionals and everyone else interested in what's going on inside of the mortgage industry. It includes people on the hill. Yeah, pay attention, people on the hill. We need to, you need to hear some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today. And we are so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information. And we've got some timely information today. We bring it to you in an audio format so you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Some of our interviews in the Hot Topics segment are starting to show up on our YouTube feed. So be sure to check out the Look at Unlending on YouTube. We're sharing more of our interviews. We're shifting kind of that way. We'll always do it in an audio format. That'll always be there. But because of the content and how things are moving, we are moving more and more to video. Our hot topic this segment is Josh Friend. Josh is a co-founder and CEO of Incelerate. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, but more, we're talking about borrower engagement. He learns so much about how to engage the consumer. And I just love hanging around him. So last week, we had my good buddy, Alec Gutchinson of uh, Sales Boomerang. Love that product. They're sponsors, and we work with them. But you sit at conferences, I can't wait for that day to happen again, where we sit at conferences and I just love listening to these guys talk. They think differently. And that is the purpose of me sharing Josh Friend's interview that I did this week and, and share with you on this Hot Topics segment. You're really enjoy talk about how we're seeing technology impacting how we can gauge borrowers and consumers. Great stuff. Anyway, I want to say thank you to the Industry Syndicate for their promoting of our podcast as long as well as Mortgage Media. There's these two organizations, MortgageMedia.com as well as IndustrySyndicate.com. does a great job of hosting our podcast as well as many, many others. Let's see here. Finastra has a webinar coming up September 1st at 1 p.m. I want to make sure you register for that as our listeners. We're going to be talking about streamlining the lending processes with digital solutions, reducing operating costs, and increasing employee morale and improving employee retention. That's very good. One of my favorite topics. I'll be doing the webinar presenting on it. I got Steve Hope of Finastra working with Beyond. So check that out. Also, be sure to check the website. You can register for the webinar, but you can also register for our podcast. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. We're so grateful to have a really deep relationship with the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. We're thrilled with their leadership. And boy, I tell you, we need them badly, especially when you look at what Mark Calabria announced and the effort of what uh, the MBA is to get everyone attention on this so we can get some pressure to bear to get this 50 bips raised in pricing on refinances taken away and done away with. MBA put Bob Brooks put out a great piece and is working behind the scenes 
aggressively on that front, but you also could have your voice heard by going to Mortgage Action Alliance. Go to it on their website at mba.org, or you can go to Mortgage Action Alliance, Google that. They have an app on the Android and the Apple phones and your smartphones so that you can have your voice heard right from your cell phone. It's just a couple of clicks, and you got your word off to Washington, D.C. So, man, we got to make sure we're about this. Also, Finastro, we already talked about their mortgage bot solution in the upcoming webinar. Be sure to check that out, as well as Lenders One and Mortgage Collaborative. Both these co-ops are creating competitive advantages for lenders and vendor members, as well as the community Mortgage Lenders of America. Love our affiliation with them, as well as Indicom. I was just talking to our friends over there this last week. It is so much fun to hear about all the products and solutions that Indicom has to offer. Be sure to check it out. Linda is just such a dear friend. She and Stan, her husband, are uh, dear, dear friends. And uh, and be sure to check out what Indicom has got and what they can do to help you. Of course, we're going to have Incelerate on the podcast. So we're going to be talking about them and their borrower engagement program. Great to have have them as a sponsor, as well as Ainsworth Advisors. More and more lenders and the GSEs are asking, who is your board of advisors? Who's talking to you? What's outside of your immediate management group that's giving you advice? Check out AinsworthAdvisors.com as well as AI Assist. It's artificial intelligence used to reaching borrowers. Folks, this is the wave of the future. You've got to check it out. As well as celebrity home loans growing through acquisitions, doing a great job in the marketplace of growing. As well as Knowledge Group, one of the best learning management systems. Love what Ken Perry and that group is doing. As well as Mobility RE. They have the ability to help you recruit top L reps, as well as Modex. Both of these two firms, Mobility RE and Modex, have great solutions. You need to check out both of them because there's a complement to each other and some of the tools that they have that allow you to connect to the right LOs and realtors. Both of these systems, check them out on our website, click it on lending, as well as Velma, as well as VendorSurf, as well as Vidyard. I was using Vidyard to communicate by video here recently and you gotta check out Vid V I D Yard Y A R D dot com. See all that they have. Also a special thank you goes out to Alice, Andy, Alan and Matt for their contributions each and every week. If you're listening live, just stay tuned because we're going to get into the hot topic segment. If you're listening on a downloaded basis, just go right on into the next podcast. You'll listen to the hot topic segment at this point. So I appreciate you all so much as listeners. And now let's get into the hot topic segment. And folks, welcome to the hot topic segment of Lickin' on Lending. We've got Josh Friend with us, who's the founder and CEO of Incelerate. And I recorded this podcast earlier in the week and uh, I'm really excited about sharing with you because of what you can do and the ideas that Josh puts out as a thought leader of how you can connect with consumers. So without further ado, let's get into that recording. Josh, friends, so good to have you joining us on the podcast today. So not only do people get to hear that rich radio voice, but they really start connecting with you, your brand, what you're doing in the industry. And the reason I wanted to have you back on is there's so much volume. Refinance volume is at record levels. And I think in in these times where people are so busy, they lose the art of engagement. They lose it. It's, It's just the business is so easy, Josh. I want to talk about those that need to be reminded of what borrower engagement looks like. You have a great product, so let's talk about that right out of the gate. For those that don't know you, tell us a little bit about your background. Do a real brief synopsis yeah. and about the company that you have. Yeah, I'm, I've been in the mortgage industry for 21 years. I've created several mortgage companies and part of several different banks. And I, I've and all I've really done is been in the lending side. So my background really comes from lending and understanding the struggles and managing marketing and sales staff. But we built technology 
a while ago. It's been very successful in the marketplace now. And you help borrowers, the lenders engage their borrowers, manage leads, and, and so forth. So that's a brief background. Yeah, I love it. And as a result of you having that, you study that. You find out what works. You build a product that helps that engagement process. And so I encourage people to check it out. What's the website people to go to? We'll get that covered at the beginning. We'll get it covered at the end. Just in Accelerate.com, you could actually see my I-N-S-E-L-R-A-T-E.com. Yeah. And you can also head out to our website, folks. We also have the, on the Licking and Lending website, we listen to our sponsor. We're pleased to have Josh as a sponsor uh, of the podcast, and it's a real honor. So, Josh, let's get into borrower engagement. Again, yeah. we talked about, the, as I opened this up, we're talking about how even the worst loan officers are having record volumes. Let's talk about what are some of the principles that you see are working really well in engaging the consumer. And are there some do's and don'ts you can share with our listening audience? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're right. Lenders are as busy as ever right now. And I think now is the time we have to realize when it's a feast, it's a feast. Everyone's at the party and everyone's making money. When it's a famine, we forget, oh, wow, wait a minute. Maybe this was, maybe this wasn't the right industry choice. You think people think about going to other industries all of a sudden we forget the cycle, but I think what we're seeing now the lenders that we see that are really growing and expanded in this marketplace are the ones that are really managing their data. I think mm. part of the process right now is if you think about your loan offices are out in the street. If I talk to your referral partner and they say, hey, come on, give David Lichten a call. If I don't put it in my app and, and start that lead, if I don't create that record, that's a piece of paper or that's an email and a name call of David Lichten that I don't ever know if I reach out to. And so the lenders that are gathering all that data, making it easy for them to put the data right? In a single place, like a CRM, like a marketing automation platform, then they're able to engage them. And I think this is important because you're busy as heck right now, right? Yeah. But in 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, 48 months, you want that referral business when right. it's not as busy, when margins, because listen, capacity will catch up, right? Soon enough, there's enough people building mortgage companies, expand and expand and expand. And even if rates say this low capacity will catch up, will still be a great industry. Don't get me wrong, but margins will get compressed. So those people that are engaging and putting those things in place now are going to be reaping those benefits in 12, 18 months from now in a much greater way than I think people realize. I think you really bring up a great point. It's data. And we looked at the recent announcement that happened last Monday, Ellie Mae trading and being acquired by ICE for $11 billion. We were all pretty impressed with the $3.7 billion, but somebody's got to be a little frustrated realizing how much money did we leave <laughs> on the table to realize they were traded a year later for $11 billion. But here's the key about ICE. They stated something you just touched on. So I highlight this. They said it's about the data. And I think what our industry has done a abysmal job on is creating or capturing the data, whether it happens at lead stage and then work it all the way through. I mean, again, without turning this into an infomercial, but how are some of the ways you do that with your technology? Well, first, it's just entry points, right? Yeah. So if you have a web form, if you have a point of sale solution, if you have an LOS, you need a system that can take that information in and provide a borrower journey, not a loan journey, but a borrower journey. Yeah call, contact, repeat customer, that type of stuff, but not a, a loan journey. So just our APIs can take data in from all service and platforms, phone systems, LOSs, point of sale solution, you name it, data warehouses. It's very flexible. So we really make sure we get the data. We really want the data in the platform. So yeah, some people yeah. will capture the data at the beginning, then right. put it into another system. And then that system is managing what's going on with that customer. And then you don't really know the journey because this system said it, we got to this point and then this system got from one point to X. You can't tie them together. So it's yeah. also about making sure you tie it together. So whether or not you have data flowing through multiple places, you need one place to really 
understand it, manage it, direct it, control it. What are some things that you're, first of all, capturing data is one of the most important things. And then once the data is in the system, give us some things that you've learned as a result of developing your system that you'd like to share with our listeners, whether it be using your system or however means they do it. What are some next keys after capturing the data? So if those people have interacted with Accelerate in the last year, let's say, on our website, as a company, you probably noticed something called retargeting. If you interact with us, you're going to find us in your Facebook feeds. You're going to find us in Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. We'll even pop into your Google AdWords feed. Same thing lenders can do. Very few lenders do this, but it's actually fairly easy. Our system automates most of this, where you can target mass amounts of customers through social media, whether they follow you or not. There's things called custom audiences. This is what we see is really, really powerful. These bars go to your website. You can get a cookie. You can track them. You can use Google AdWords to push cross-platform messages. That's why you've, you've had the experience. You're on your desktop yep. looking at something. Then you go to your mobile phone. It's like, hey, how do they know I was looking for a new grill or whatever it is? But <laughs> that experience. Right. Lenders can do the same thing. Very few do. Partly because it's like mana falling from the skies right now. It's just like every morning it's wake up and there's just food <laughs> out there. I, I, I want to caution those folks. Like, listen, that's great. Be rich for a year, but why don't you be wealthy for the rest of your life and invest yeah. in time and, and make sure that you're maximizing well, it now. What would you say to the person who goes like, what do I say to someone? I refinance their loan. What are some of the things, how do you maintain that engagement and connection with the borrower after the fact? What works and what is just phony? That's funny. We've heard some people say, send them something about the value of the property of their home, that. That's then really start, powerful, yeah. Then they start paying attention where market rates are at. So they understand, oh, yeah. here's where my rates are at. Okay, I'm feeling good. That stuff starts giving them you know, a really good feeling. There's natural... Yeah touch points. Someone buys a house, they're excited, they move in, they're living in it about six to nine months. They're like, but we said we're going to remodel that kitchen, that bathroom. We have to do that thing that we said we're going to do. I love the house, but that's got to get fixed. And then they start looking for maybe a home equity line of credit or cash out, right? Or they're going to start, well, maybe we'll put it on a credit card, but you also let them know, no, don't put it in your credit card, especially at a time like this when the rates are so low, borrow it against your house, simple interest, and, and you, know, you can time them right. And you can reach in front of them when they're about to go by. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point. This is going to date me, but there was a a bank many, many years ago that was based in the Phoenix area and first interstate bank and they were acquired at a big time multiple. And the reason they were acquired is because they did this very thing better than any other bank at the time. What they did is they captured the data. And you start looking at what a Fannie Mae 1003, the amount of data that we have, that we have the age of the kids, we have where they're working. I don't know any other industry in the world that collects this much borrower data, to your point, we collect so much about how they spend their money, credit yeah. card balance. It's unbelievable how much we know about our borrowers. Yeah. And I think that's when you have a tool like what you're offering is you begin to have the advantage of what the big guys have. ICE now just buying it. And they said they bought it for the data. All of a sudden you go like, oh, you're buying this thing for more than just automating the process. I mean, something that so many parallels we could get into. Sometimes we perceive the value of something based on what the original purpose of that function was providing as a service and not realizing and missing the bigger data. In the case of the first interstate, they literally kept track of the age of the kids and say, hey, we noticed your kids are getting at the age of going to college. Would you like to refinance? Uh, you, can borrow, you can borrow out of your equity at this rate, or you can borrow uh, student loans out of this. And people just don't think about using their home equity to finance the college education and at least have it as an opportunity. What are some other things that you're seeing that people can use to engage the consumer? 
So another tactic we've seen, and this is something that, that it's traditional, direct mail. Seeing lenders have very high success with doing direct mail. Appropriate time, either initial outreach or all those applications you took 30 days ago that did not close into the transaction yeah. and didn't move forward. Hey, a, a direct mail piece, very high response, great conversion. And to bring it full circle or, or to highlight the direct mail, Amazon uses direct mail. Yeah. I've gotten direct mail from Amazon advertising stuff to me. So it's still a very viable part of the system. And now think about it. I have the feel that more people are looking at their mail right now because more people are at home. There's less drive time. They have more free time. They may actually open that stuff. So we're seeing people do direct mail, put that in the process, and it'd be extremely effective. That is so interesting when you look at direct mail, because when you're located in Southern California, the last mortgage company, which I ran the mortgage banking division for a very successful, the largest, one of the largest direct mail companies, and we watched the response rates down. And then I was talking to another direct mail originator, and they go, shh. Don't tell anybody. Direct mail is back. And he was telling me about the response rates they're having on direct mail. It would we would have envied to have those kind of numbers back when in the late nineties and uh, when we were doing direct mail. So I, I think that a lot of people have moved over to consumer direct on the connected through the social media. Certainly they should have that strategy, but direct mail is back. I think that's a really, really good point. Anything more on this topic of borrower engagement? Yeah, I, I think for the um, listeners out there, I think that example of first interstate, what you just said of how they would use their data to actually customize and fine tune the product or the offering more. I, I think there's still a lot of lenders. We've done surveys. We, we've For four different years, we go online, we apply online, and we see if lenders call us, email us, text us, and how quickly they do or they don't, just to track wow. what technology is out there. I think we, we've done over 4,000 lenders at this point, about 1,000 wow. lenders a year. And of the people that do respond, which surprisingly, over half of lenders never respond to online inquiry, which is mind-boggling. No call, no yeah. email. It's unbelievable. Like this is four years we've done this. It's still every year it's over half don't respond. The people that do, almost half of them are using like an automated, no customization type email. It says, hey, David, we're great at purchases, refinances, cash outs, reverse mortgages. So you're buying a new home. We're the lender for you. Give us a call. Well, you can't do that anymore. Like, hey, David, we know you're looking for your first time home. We know we're a lender that can help you. We have lots of first-time home buyer programs. Give us a call. It has to be something about what is meaningful to them. If it's just a generic thing, it doesn't work anymore. And we still see lenders that do that all the time. And you have to be specific. Use that data. You have it, right? Yeah. Make the That's message. I mean, marketing point. and sales is about making the message so people want to buy and understand and, and, and can ingest it, right? And that's what you have to do. Make the message relevant to them, not yeah. you know, just to everyone else. I'm here to sell you a mortgage and that type of thing. It's the engagement, which implies so much more, which is something right. you do. Some of our listeners may be thinking in the back of their mind right now is, when should I start engaging with them? And here's what's behind that question that I have. My daughter, when she was in high school and went through college, just got married, she started looking at Pinterest. She started looking at houses. She's waking up and someday she's going to get married and she's imagining, what could my life look like? Well, I like these kind of decorations. So she she started engaging in Pinterest and looking at things. And guess what? Some really good engaged people saw that at, say, she's looking at something. I'm not sure exactly what her age is. They finally figured it out. But because she's showing interest in this, this is a future homeowner waiting to happen. There were some people that tracked her all the way through college that are now getting a hold of her. So whoever's behind that is brilliant. Talk about when should we start engaging a potential consumer? 
as soon as they can possibly see your brand. There's no reason to not engage unless you think it's someone who's never going to buy a house, doesn't have a loan, and never will have a loan. The value of the consumer, what people don't fail to realize again, the data is huge. Those customers are invaluable if you think about it. Amazon yeah. has grown a lot of reasons because they make it really easy for you to buy the product. Very right. seamless transactions tailored to you. I talk a lot about why Amazon's done very done, done a good job. But those companies that really tailor to that individual person and understand that person, they're the ones that grow. And then you can engage from the very beginning. Amazon now can sell you anything they want. They bought Whole Foods. You can go shop at Whole Foods. You can do Amazon Prime. You can watch movies because they have you as a consumer, right? Let you, they give yeah. you a great experience. And why wouldn't you, let's think about it, from the initial standpoint, if I build value, or right. if I've done a loan with you, why would I not want to come back to you? I mean, I, I trust you. you. There's no reason for me to go somewhere else. That's right. So engage. What, one of the things uh, to that point of the engagement, something that we do, which I think is powerful, social media. So the minute you get someone that pops up in your radar, whether a loan officer talks to a real estate agent, they give them David Lichten's name and they say, hey, here's my referral partner. That person can immediately go into these what's called custom audiences, or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm -hmm. Google, LinkedIn. And whether or not you and I are friends on Facebook, I can actually drop an ad in front of you. So let's say you get a referral and I get your name and someone gives me information and I'm going to call you tomorrow. I put it in the system. You may pop up on your computer later today or in the morning and go through your feed and see an ad for my mortgage company. Think about how brand building or after I call you, leave the message, you see the ad or two days later, you see another ad. I'm building brand. Because now I'm building like our system helps you do this of relevant. They're buying a house and they drops in something about buying a home. It's a first time home buyer. It's an ad about first time home buyer or refinance. And now it's relevant to them. You're building brand. You become an expert in their eyes, right? That, that builds trust and brand. And you can continue to do that. And it's not intrusive. You're not calling yeah. them. You're not emailing them. You're not texting them. You're just showing up in their feed and they're thinking, wow, this must be a great company. So talk about this. I'm going to stick with my youngest daughter who, again, just got married. She and her husband called me and said, Dad, we're thinking about buying a home at some point in time. I know it's probably maybe a year or two out, but is there some websites that we can go to to start learning about the process? And they said, Dad, please don't send us to one of those websites. They're just going to start marketing the heck out of us. I just want information. And talk about the importance of being an information provider versus selling them. Well, I, I think that to your point is our yeah. job is really a consultant. It's our job to understand and so give, you the, give you the right advice and then be able to say, hey, it doesn't make sense to do a loan right now. When I was a loan officer, I would go through the process. I was listen, let me just find out that it even makes sense for you to do refinance. And go, it doesn't make sense for you to do refinance right now. Maybe someone's telling you you should, but I doing the numbers, what you said, it's not going to pay off. But hey, love for a referral. People say, oh, I appreciate that. And they would give you business because you're not selling anything. When the underwriter asks for a tax return and says, well, we need that tax return and you have to call the borrower and you think the borrower is like upset with you, you're not asking for the tax return. It's the government requirement that every lender is going to ask for the same thing. It's our job in the industry to help the borrowers navigate. It is so important that we really get that part figured out. The last week on the podcast, we had one of you, our mutual friends, Alec Kuchinson on Sales Boomerang. If you haven't listened to that, listeners, go back. And one of the reasons I love hanging with you, Young Bucks, I mean, you guys 20 years, so you're you're veteran in the industry, so you've earned your stripes. But I, I love this industry and I love what it can do. But I love hanging around thought leaders. And you and Alex are thought leaders where they see the market going. But I want to get your thoughts. One sitting at a conference, listening to the two of you talk and the others 
talk about where things are going. What is your perspective that you and Alex talk about? If we were to sit in on one of your conversations right now, when it talks about where the market's going, the innovation that you're seeing, what gets you guys excited? I think just by, you said it earlier, Ellie Mae got purchased for $11 billion. Ultima Blue got purchased for $1.8 billion. Blend just raised at a $1.8 billion valuation. I think what we're seeing is there's been a lag in the mortgage industry for outside people to come in, get involved, especially in technology. We're talking about innovation in the future is the market's changing. There's a lot of sleepy lenders who are going to wake up in three years and all of a sudden when the refinance boom ends, they're not ever going to come back out of it because yeah. they've, they've missed this technology jump. There's lenders right now that are spending a ton of money on technology, driving all kinds of new innovation like AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning. There's some things that we've been working on in that space that can completely change the industry when these things come out. So what sometimes we talk about, those lenders still don't get it. They're still not monitoring their borrowers. They're still not using the CRM. They're still not automating marketing, still not taking control of their data. And we just you know, shake our heads like, wow, how much money are they leaving on the table and how much future money are leaving the table? So I think the future is it's, it's consolidation. I think you're going to see players, this retail consumer direct, which we've used the term, that's kind of going away. It's becoming hybrid because if I'm a retail loan officer and you refer me someone, you're searching on your Zillow app for that house anyways on the weekends. Well, what does Zillow own? A mortgage company. Plus they advertise yeah. mortgages. You're now not just my customer. You're looking at everyone's advertising you a mortgage. So I have to be able to work in that world of being able to be mobile and non-mobile, which I don't know if David, we, we had said, we're actually going to be showing our mobile application for the first time. Awesome. Perfect so, timing. So let's talk about that, that the mobile app. What's, what's the experience going to be and how important is this for you from a strategy standpoint? I think it's very important for the marketplace for, from a strategy standpoint as well. So we re- are releasing the first mobile app that has full lead management, CRM, and all their marketing automation wow. and pipeline management. It's CRM, pipeline lead management, management, lead management, and pipeline management. Yeah, and, and referral partner management as well. You can manage wow. all your referral agents in there. Oh, and the other thing is, which there's a big pickup in the industry, it's text. So now there's large marketing companies out there, other companies that their loan officers are on a platform that sends text messages out for the loan officers. But if they get a response and they're in their car or walking the dog, they're not actually able to respond back to the consumer in real time because right. they don't have a text application. And I, I look at that and it's like, that's a lot of friction. That's not what a consumer wants. That's actually yeah. what drove us to build the mobile app so much faster is our lenders who were using the mobile app and using our engagement for text. We're like, hey, we really would like to have this mobily so our loan officers can respond in the nights and weekends and in between the day. That's what really drove a lot of it. But what the big thing is that's different is no one has done yet as well as the inbound call routing outbound call around. So if someone applies online, so we have lenders right now working remotely and we have an inbound call around platform in our, in our system where you can pull a toll-free number and it can route calls based off of the state license in automatically through the platform to someone's cell phone, home phone, desk phone. So they're using this technology now to be mobile and be remote. I think it's going to continue. So we, mm-hmm. we built the mobile app. So that way I can still get that. If someone applies online, I can get a call to my phone. If someone were to call a direct mail piece, we talk about direct mail, that call could route to me based off the state license into my mobile phone and I could get the lead on my screen and interact. Wow. I can even start the application on my phone and wow. get pipeline managed. So that is going to help this change in the market so the retail loan officers can now interact with their consumers in real time. I love the telephony that you've built into your app. I mean, it is game-changing. So exciting. As we wrap this up, give us a little insight to where AI is a fantasy without giving away any secret sauce that you've got under R&D there. But give us your thoughts on what you're excited about where AI can make a difference. 
So AI, just think about the big picture AI. And I've had yeah. a, a good friend who's been an advisor as the United Nations subject matter expert in AI. Wow. He's a head of UCI, University of California, Irvine, chief innovation officer. He teaches there as well. And so I've learned from him a lot about this stuff as early as three, four years ago. And what I can say overall, people don't realize AI is going to take over so much. The UN so much. In two years ago said if you're in third grade, by the time you graduate high school, like 70 something percent of the jobs would be gone that are currently exist. AI will replace those jobs it. and yeah. automation. It is going to change. So where do I see AI in the mortgage industry? I can give you a handful of places where you can use it. One, it can just be borrower engagement. Understanding better how to engage with your borrowers, communicate to your borrowers, messaging and yep. so forth. Another thing which people don't spend time on is the back office. And I always say this, why does the loan officer have to look at a W-2? Yeah. Then maybe a junior loan officer, then a setup clerk, then the junior processor, then the processor, then the underwriter, maybe the funder, maybe the doc drawler, maybe the QC department, then you sh maybe the shipper. Then it gets sent, and then someone on the other side does that same two or three people potentially look at that same W-2 to calculate income the same way over and over again. There's all these repetitive tasks we do in the mortgage industry. We've, we try to stop them on the sell and market and front end, automate all these repetitive tasks, sell, 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 sell. Our back end industry has not, no one's, hasn't changed. We process yeah. loans the same way. We underwrite loans the same way. It costs more and it takes longer than it ever has, right? So that's, that's right. what I think exactly. I see a change in our industry is on that back end. It's really exciting. It's so much fun to have you here and have you on the podcast. I encourage people to get to know you, Josh, for a number of reasons. First of all, you got a great product. And it's as far as I'm concerned, it's the best. It's not just because you're an advertiser on the podcast. Your product is so innovative, especially when you work in the telephony. And now with the new mobile app, oh my gosh, I, it, it just supports where the market's at. And I think it's going to stay. I think we're going to be remote. And then 24-7, that's the new reality. So tell us about the website. Where, where can they go to learn more and how can people get a hold of you, Josh? Yeah, just go to Insari.com, www.insari.com. Ask for a demo. One of our team members will reach out and be more than happy to talk about the product, give a business discussion, tell you what we can do, see if it's the right fit. And if that works, they'll you know, give you a demo of the product as well. Yeah, I think that's good. And then get to know Josh, folks. I mean, it's fun to hang with guys like Josh and Alex, the innovation that they're bringing to the marketplace. It is an indication of where it is going, folks. I'll say this. It's where it's at. You have a window because of the money you're making to get caught up with what's going on now. Yeah. And then get caught up with visionaries like Josh and Alex for where it's going because they have it dialed in and I'm so excited about it. I'm just so honored to get to know you. I'm so thrilled to those that introduced us. I love what you're doing, but it's good to have you on. Thank you so much, Josh. Anything you want to say as we wrap it up? No, David, I really appreciate it. Love being on this program. I, I'll give you lenders a, a five second tax advice. Think about this. This could be a banner year for you. The fourth quarter is a good time to actually invest in technology because you can take your profits and get the tax advantage of it and then you know yeah. use the time of the downtime. But thanks, Dave. I love being on the show. I, I, I can't believe that you're actually that much older than we are. You don't seem like it. <laughs> uh, you, you, well, you, every time we hang out, I don't I get feel that like one of, You're so kind. You let an old man like me get to feel like I'm one of you guys. I just absolutely love it. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. I enjoyed that interview. I love these guys. Like I said, the wisdom that they share and their vision for where things are going. Folks, appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Got a lot of feedback on the discussion about the 50 BIPs increase for refinances. I'm looking at all the emails that came in as I was listening to the interview. We'll try to cover as much of this again on what we keep learning as we all get the feedback in some top people have 
gave us some of their thoughts on it. So appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Text me, uh, 512-632-2900, or send me a message on LinkedIn, or you could always email me at david at tms-advisors.com. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, looking forward to having you back. Next week, we're going to have Finastra on talking about uh, some of the innovation. We're looking at innovation right now. That's where the focus is. So say a special thank you to our sponsors, starting off with Finastra, our guest next week, as well as the Community Mortgage Lenders Association of America, Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility RE, and Modex, and uh, so many more. Check them all out on our sponsor page on our website, Licking on Lending. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.